This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2. On Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Chiefs 38 and the Eagles 35. Six seconds left in Super Bowl 57 regulation. Hertz takes the snap. The Chiefs only rushing two on a delay. Clock is going to be out of time, and the pass is going to be underthrown. It's incomplete. It's incomplete. Everyone, everyone who claims the Chiefs' kingdom will raise a banner above the National Football League again for the second time in four seasons. The Lombardi Trophy has a red and gold reflection, a big red reflection. The Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl. 57. Jesus, God, man. <laughs> Take it easy, Alpha. Alpha. Come on. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> what the hell? Dude, quit yelling. Your mama really cares about your education. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who claims Chiefs Kingdom has a red and gold <laughs> reflection. <laughs> Seriously, shoot that guy with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> Fall out of the tree. Meanwhile, the guy hosting the post game on NBC Sports Philly is like, I don't even care about my job no more. This is BS. And he didn't say BS either. Uh, Ron Hughley is on Twitter at Real Ron the Show, co host of Clint Sterner and the Show on Sports Radio 610 in Houston, and a proud contributor to ArrowheadPride.com, and I imagine a bit more reserved than I don't the, know. He was, he was drinking it up last the night. hyperventilating play-by-play man. What's up, Rod? How are you? Man, hey, y'all going to have to back off of Mitch here a little bit, man. Y'all going to let Mitch have his now. All right? Now, Mitch, Mitch got away from Mitch a little bit, and, and, and he had a paper bag up there that he was probably blowing in in between. I don't know who... I don't know who the Chicago Bears version of Mitch Holtis is. Jeff Joniak. Well, Jeff Joniak. Let the Bears win a championship out here. Jeff may be on the ground, laid out somewhere, losing his mind. So just give Mitch a bit of a a bit of a break here. (laughs) Did you see? uh, You got to see the video. You got to see the video, though. I mean, he's swinging his hips. He is drinking. Really? Oh, he brings it. He brings it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's. Yeah, Mitch is uh he's one of a kind. He took that job from Kevin Harlan and just hasn't looked back. What does this one mean uh, compared to the first time they climbed the mountain? Well, I, I think a, a few things as as a Chiefs fan, and then uh, when now you look at Mahomes. Uh, I think as a Chiefs fan, listen, man, I I I'll say this: I kind of looked at my son yesterday, and like I was happy for him, but I was a little like jealous and kind of angry. My son's nine, and we are Chiefs, Royals, and Kansas Jayhawk fans. And he has seen in his years uh, two championships with the Chiefs, three Super Bowls. Kansas just won the national championship, multiple Final Fours. The Royals won the World Series when he was like two. And I, I ain't seen none of that growing up. I, I didn't, I didn't have any, any of that, uh, any of that. So the. So I was a little jealous of this to see what has happened in Kansas City over the last several years. But I think the second one just means, hey, 
like this is this is potential dynasty talk. You, you know, this is potential um, a a a team that goes up with other teams uh, in the history that can, has a chance to get to where the Patriots or the Cowboys or the Niners or the Steelers were. This five year run, the most wins in the history of football in a five year span, three. Uh, three Super Bowl appearances and now two wins. And then with Mahomes, uh, he officially has no contemporaries. He is ghost chasing. Already at 27, uh, he is ghost chasing uh, Tom Brady, Montana, those guys. This second one, now he's put himself and done something. Two MVPs, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. No one in football has done that. Only guys in other sports have done that. So this now becomes from... Yes, we finally won one in 50 years to now. This has, uh, th- this has a chance to be historical for the player and the team. Which one of these do you think led mostly to this version of Patrick Mahomes? The Super Bowl loss or the loss in the AFC Championship game? Which is the better like villain origin story? Because you know, you're, you're out here, you win a Super Bowl early. And then you're thinking, oh, well, you know, now it's time to let's go on this run. But but the Super Bowl, where I think he he played great, they lost 31 to nine, and he's out there doing incredible stuff. And then there there there's the AFC Championship game, where it's like you're close, but you don't you don't finish the job. The I, Lawrence, I think it's the AFC Championship game because it was him. Um, I've watched every one of I've watched all 93 of his games. That 94. Of- excuse me, that he's played since he's been with the Chiefs. That was the first time in a game where I could look at it and say, he was the number one reason they lost. He was awful in the second half against the Bengals. I mean, in a way, something we'd never, it was Jordan. I mean, it was LeBron against the Mavericks. That was that second half was awful. And I think that that is something that fueled him more. I mean, the, the Super Bowl loss to the Bucs, I mean, it, I mean, he had Mike Rimmers. Uh, at left tackle so I mean you could just I mean you 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 figure that but that game was him wasn't anybody else the defense did their job uh there were there were receivers and players open he couldn't get the ball to his best players it was him two interceptions in the second half missed throws just terrible decisions I think that's that's the thing that fueled him more you know what I'm confident in to Ron is both of these young men Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts if they do ascend to their highest heights and sustain it, and I'll say the same thing about Justin Fields too someday, when if, if he can elevate himself up the, the number of rungs, is that unlike guys like Brady and Rodgers and Russell Wilson, I don't think any of these guys is going to just turn into a damn weirdo. God, Lord, let's hope. I I mean... just, there's something about him that just Mahomes seems like a genuinely good, normal dude. Listen, I believe so. He, now, listen, there is some, there is, like, there's some odd tendencies. He's like, you don't just, you don't just marry her and live with with that, uh, and 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 some of that don't slide into you. So there may be some oddness when you look at those two that could potentially rub off on Mahomes. So I'm not sure yet. I listen. This one's hard for me because I've sat here and I moved here to Houston and I'm covering Deshaun Watson and all of a sudden he just got nasty. And I and 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 this and and he was he was in the the he would like if you remember Deshaun before all of this happened, I mean he was like Jalen. He was like Mahomes, like 
perfect, like everything an owner and a GM and a coach would dream of. So we'd have to worry about. So you just, I, you never, you hope you're not. Right. You're right. You're right. You, you hope not, but you just, you hope that that these guys have good people around them, which it appears uh, mostly that they do. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not going to rule nobody out. So how did this offense rebuild itself when you lose Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I think Mahomes got better. Uh, and you talked about what ways that we see this version of Mahomes. I think it even started when Tyreek was here, was 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 here. They said, you know what, hell man, we, we're just going to take big plays away from you. And I think it forced Mahomes to try to play like Brady, right? He could he could play the big play and do all the things that Mahomes does, but then it forced him to take what he gets, take what he can get, take what the defense is given, still make big plays that way. And I mean, and you have Andy and Eric Bieniemy, who at some point can adjust to what you're trying to do and find the holes in 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 this two deep safety look that everybody started giving them that befuddled them for about five weeks. Uh, so I, I think it started with 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 Tyreek Hill there, and then they just they just they still got the big fella in the middle, eighty seven Kelsey, who like nobody like. Andy can scheme up things where he is untouched and, and running free all the time, no matter what you try to do. Uh, so he still has an elite player in the passing game to get to. But I think the big thing is, is Patrick Mahomes got better. And I think that is, that is, uh, that is the big reason for this offense to change, even with the absence of Tyreek Hill. There's a chart that's making its way around Twitter that I think is really inarguable. And it's a list of the Super Bowl winning leading rusher by base salary each hmm. year. And so Isaiah Pacheco's base salary, 870. Last year, Cam Akers, 890. Then you had Leonard Fournette of the Bucks at 2 million, Damian Williams, Sony Michelle, LeGarrette Blunt, CJ Anderson, Percy Harvin, Ray Rice, Ahmad Bradshaw, James Starks, Pierre Thomas. Don't pay running backs. It's, and and find the fast one and 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 find the guy that year that's running the ball the best for you. It's the easiest position in football to find anywhere. Pacheco in the seventh, he's not the first one we've seen. Uh, the 49ers r- routinely get guys late in the draft, um, and and it causes you you don't have to pay them. You can find other ones. Now you can't have a dean bat. Uh, making decisions as a GM and just go uh, and go and, and 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 hunt anybody, but it is the easiest position to find right now in the league, and and I don't know why anybody pays anything. And we look at you know the Dallas Cowboys who we're here, they're going to franchise tag Tony Pollard, so they're going to be paying Zeke and Tony Pollard, which is insane Crazy. Uh, for them to do. And and you know, and Clyde Edwards-Helaire is going to be off this team next year for the Chiefs, a first round pick, which. Uh, I, I think was a mistake, but they had luxury with the rest of their team being built up pretty well. These guys you can find anywhere and get big time production. What do you expect is going to be priority for for the Chiefs in the off season? And considering you know the the, the deals are fairly friendly on Jones and Mahomes, are they going to be able to upgrade positions where they think they might need them? Well, I think the two things: Chris Jones is going to be in line to get a new contract. Got to do, got to take care of that. And now I got a decision with Orlando Brown. Uh, they're not going to franchise tag him a second year in a row. Uh, and he chose, and I don't, and luckily for him, the field helped him because I saw Josh Sweat slip three or four times trying to come around the corner 
uh, rushing the passer yesterday. But his last game, much like C.J. Stroud, looks great. And, uh, and a guy that, that knows this offense, and, and he's not a top five tackle in the league, but he's pretty good. Um, and uh, I think he is a priority. You traded a first-round pick to get him. I think those are the two big priorities. And I, you can't expect that Brett Veach, who I used to call Andy Veach, you can't expect that he is going to kill it in the draft like he did this year. But, I mean, if they're going to keep hitting like they've been hitting in the draft, uh, I mean, it makes it so much easier to be able to replace things. Because I was thinking secondary may be an issue coming into this year, but the way those kids have played and the experience they've gotten, it feels like that is an area they already have um, uh, put together what they've done in the draft. I still think pass rusher and figuring out what they want to do with Frank Clark is a, is a, a big a big thing that they want to look at. But, man, they've put themselves in a really good spot um, uh, with what they've done in the draft. Lawrence asked this question earlier, so we should ask you. If Andy Reid, if, if the clock is ticking, and the fact that he has to say, I plan to come back next year, means that, there, that it, he is at least considering uh, making this uh, his, his final stop. Who's more likely to be rewarded for his patience as far as a succession plan, Matt Nagy or Eric Bieniemy? Well, I, hell, I don't know, man. Uh, the answer is the white guy. The correct answer is always the white guy. I, I mean, I, I think my, I think Matt Nagy. I, I would bet, uh, being that since 1970, uh, there's only been 21 black coaches hired by owners in a league that's 70 percent black, in a league in which we get a lot of our coaches are former players. So make that add up. Hell, we got 32 franchises. We haven't had 32 black coaches in the history of the NFL. So I would, I would go with the odds of, uh, of the guy that you can spend it. Hell, he got Mitch Trubisky to, uh, to, to the playoffs twice. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I would say Nagy. I, I don't know what is the deal is with Eric. Eric's a really hot button issue for me. I sent out a tweet yesterday, congratulating, um, uh, the, uh, OC in the game yesterday who, uh, who looks like he's going to be the next head coach in the NFL. And, oh, yeah, it's not the guy who has a five-year run of record-setting offenses and, uh, and and three Super Bowl appearances and two wins. And uh, his quarterback's gotten two MVPs and two Super Bowl MVPs. No, it's the other guy. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why Eric's not a coach. Uh, it just clearly to me shows that black coaches and white coaches have different um, rules uh, very, very evident when you look at the offensive coordinators. I mean, how the hell is Nathaniel Hackett running an offense uh, after having the worst offense in the league? I watch Tim Kelly suck ass every week here, and he's the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Matt LaFleur couldn't – or Mike LaFleur couldn't fix Zach, uh, Zach Wilson, and yet he gets a job as an OC right away. And Cliff Kingsbury's getting interviews, uh, and he couldn't work with the quarterback. So, I, I mean, they're dealing in, in Byron Leftwich is in college somewhere. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's what the league is. So, uh, long answer uh, for me to just get on my uh, my box there for a second. Uh, Hella, I'm guessing Matt Kafka. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Kafka. <laughs> he, I forgot to put him into the mix. And if, if Dave Tobe were younger, yeah. I'd put him in the mix too, but he's basically the same age as Andy Reid. So, yeah. it's, not, yeah. it's, it's not going to be him. The, the Nathaniel Hackett thing, like, that's just, man, you fell for the banana in the tailpipe again. Like, and, and it looks, it does look like 
things are moving towards the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. But come on, man. Like, that guy, that, that guy, that he should go. You know how Matt Nagy took two steps back? Like, mm-hmm. he, he's MC Scat Cat. He took two steps back yeah. in his career. Nathaniel Hackett should, should be, like, quality control coach hey, after what happened in Denver. Hey, that's tight, man. I mean, Matt Patricia sucked, and he got the same job as Eric Bieniemy. How about that? Right. And, and he's a defensive coach. Right. And he got the same job as Eric Bieniemy. And then they were like, ooh, he's not good at that. We're going to have to go hire another guy that used to coach here to coach our offense. That, that destroyed a franchise. And, and and he he but at least he had to sit two years. He had to wait two. Well, he had to and go that, through the saving car wash too. Yeah, and the offensive, but see, and, and it's it's a huge deal. Oh well, he's saying they're getting demoted. No, the offensive coordinator is the pipeline that gets guys to be head coaches more than any other way in the National Football League. And these guys can be awful at their jobs and get them right back. Meanwhile, Byron Leftwich has to go to college. Our guest, Ron Hughley, is the co-host of Sterner and the Show on Sports Radio 610 in Houston. Fellas, can I ask you a question? I don't know how much time y'all have. I feel like I can do this. I don't feel like I'm a visitor anymore. I feel like I can go in there in the cabinet and grab a cup and get something to drink myself on the show. Sure. How did y'all feel about Rihanna yesterday? I I couldn't get – I thought it was a – Man, I, uh, I thought it was it was an understated performance, but then when you find out that she's pregnant, you're like, oh, well, I get it. Like I, that's why I, I, it was I it. what it was. But I could like I first was thinking the whole time I'm thinking, hold on, she just had this baby. What is this? Now I'm looking up. Oh, my, May twenty second, they had the baby, and then after that, I became concerned. That's like, how I, I was. I couldn't enjoy it. Like I'm just like mm, that. Just didn't feel like Super Bowl performance. Worthy. I feel like I feel like some may get crushed. And I know she's pregnant, and it, it's amazing. I don't know how ASAP Rocky was just chilling over there with her that high up in the air. But I'm just like, oh, I just couldn't get it. I couldn't get into it or enjoy it because I was confused and then concerned. See, I liked it, and I thought her backup dancers were were so phenomenal and so tight, and the choreography was so good that she didn't have to to strut her stuff in quite the same way. I also think that after the fact. We should be celebrating this as kind of a feminist milestone. I'm with you. Because like, I think that's really cool that she she didn't you know, hold back on some of the the more risque aspects of it a little bit with some of the moves just because she's there. There was a time in my lifetime when somebody would have said would, would have canceled because there would have been no shot that a Super Bowl would have wanted a, a pregnant woman out there doing that. So I think I think we've come a long way. Yeah, I can't wait to see who the white act is next year. There's no way they're going for There's no Snap way. Snap back. Uh, well, they're not going for yep. They're not going Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Sturgill Simpson. Oh, they're not well, going I, for I, th- I think yeah. we saw it. I think it's Chris Stapleton. Uh, see, I, see, see, he's another one. Like I, like, I think he's great, but he feels like an intimate setting performer. Like, I don't feel like Chris is... Like, you don't think, think he's a stadium Yeah, man. but you remember what, you remember what you happened know, after you, Janet Jackson? They're, then they gave us Tom Petty. and like, know, Remember that sitting on a stool out there? Literally. I'll be honest, Dan. If I were you, I'd be pissed. You know what? We, listen, we got, we got more white performers than Justin Timberlake doesn't count. We got more than white performers that are under the age of 60 that can come out here and put on a show. Harry Styles is unbelievable. It doesn't, yes. Harry Styles is phenomenal. The Jonas be, Brothers, come he'd on. He'd be great. I think it's time. I think it's Tay-Tay's time. 
I think oh, Tay Tay gets the nod. That's that's where I'm going next year because I know they're not going four in a row. No, they're not going. They're not going weekend. Dre, Rihanna, and another. It's hold, got to be. Hold on, I got I got two words for you. Jack Harlow. Mm-hmm. They're gonna try to thread the needle. No. Show wow. no. no, they they got to jump out of it. They got to they gonna jump off. They gonna jump smooth out of it. <laughs> jump, uh, I like go all Harry, the way to like chamber music or classical. <laughs> That's what they end up doing. Yeah, yeah. I think Harry Michael Styles Buble. is a good one. Harry Styles is good when he just won for album of the year. I, but I I, I do I, I think it's Tay Tay's time. Well, it's Taylor, Taylor Swift time. she's starting the new tour actually in that building. It's her time, and, and it's I her time. and I know because my wife and daughter are flying out there for, are really? for that show. Oh, that's outstanding. So I was texting with Zoe yesterday, and she said, "So she goes, I can't believe they're playing a football game in a concert venue." That's all. That is the. I said, "You watching the game?" Nope. <laughs> so that is uh, Taylor. I don't know if Taylor needs it though. Why would she bother? She. I think it's beneath her. It's, I mean, Beyonce didn't need it. Yeah. I mean, everybody's doing it. Jay didn't need it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, you still got stuff to sell, and that's the biggest audience that you can find in North America. So yeah, she ain't turning it down. <laughs> so, so you know, although she might be against the whole "you're not paying me" thing, uh huh. She might be against that, but we, you know what? It, it makes for a really good, lively uh, conversation over the next few months until they announce it. I'm telling you, Weird Al Yankovic. Let's that, go. Stop with no. the Weird Al Yankovic. No. That's weird not Al. happening. Show. As always, man, we appreciate it. You're you're welcome to our couch and our cupboard whenever you want. My man. All right, yo. <laughs> he got a little too comfortable today. <laughs> get, 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 your, get your feet off the coffee table. Yeah, he's all right. He can have his feet on the coffee table. It's just, you know. So, oh, that one. Yes. Yeah. You, you know, sometimes it's not just us. Sometimes we got company over. Hey, my 40s right there. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I got to use that button on myself so I can't get too mad. But that's what I've that's what I was saying, Dan. That's why I was saying like there are people who come on our show that tolerate us. Mm-hmm. Then there are people like him, like Bowen's another one where like they want to be here. They want to hang out on the show. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Bowen texted me the picture of, of how many of, beers of, of, no. he drank. Remember what he said? His dad would always alert him to 30 packs on sale at Jewel. Yes. He forwarded it. Get out of <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, no, I swear to God. He did. He, Pre-Super Bowl. That's uh, outstanding. He gets his update on his, uh, his, his Coors Banquet 30 pack. So, so shout out to, to Mr. Bowen. Shout out to our friend, Mr. Allegretti. Yeah. Nikki's a dad of twin girls, Nick Allegretti. So, so he gets Super Bowl ring and two babies. And I bet you, and, and if I know Grandpa Carl, he has already sent out all sorts of gifts and things and college funds and all that stuff that you do. Yeah. Oh, and uh, let me also say, shout out to Dion Bush, who plays for Kansas City, used to be a bear safety. His wife, Amina Jade. Had their baby, I think, Saturday night. And then he got to play in the Super Bowl yesterday. So shout out to the homie Amina. Congratulations. The baby looks beautiful. And and a lot of babies being made around the Kansas City Chiefs. Baby. I got some babies. I got some baby. Rihanna got a baby. She out there having a baby. She had a baby. Too many babies. Two babies. I saw someone. I forgot who it was. But it was on Josiah Johnson. Do you follow Josiah Johnson? Okay, so this is a black famous thing. 
Um, Josiah Johnson is Marcus Johnson's son. He okay. is, he is the king of NBA Twitter and black and I'm sh- Twitter. I, I'm sure Jason follows him. You should be following him. Okay. And he he was posting about Rihanna being like not knowing if Rihanna was pregnant, and and someone quote tweeted him and was like, "Well, you know, her boyfriend's name is ASAP." Oh, and I mean, as soon as it was possible, apparently, do you think? Well, I'm issuing him. Well, so to speak. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about Jalen Hurts, and if you needed an, another. Another example of his leadership. You'll hear it next on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I haven't made mention of it yet. I mean, I'm still actually kind of coming to grips with it. Um, Rakim's fine, but Dave from De La Soul passed away yesterday. True boy. Yeah. Yogurt. He uh, he passed away yesterday. If you don't know him from De La Soul, um, he, you may know him from Gorillaz because he's also part of the group Gorillaz. And it's, Was he the rapper in Gorillaz? Yeah. Huh. It's my chocolate attack, like and that. and it's uh, but it, it's 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 Maceo's laugh though, right? I believe it's <laughs> I feel feel good ink. I believe it's Maceo's laugh, but man, like things were not turned because De La Soul has been successful for forever, but they were just starting. They had just figured out and negotiated all of their music being released on other platforms. It's like man, people are gonna really learn. How great De La Soul is of the of in in plug order was he plug two? plug two plug two right yeah plug tune it um there is a wonderful mixtape by DJ Filthy Rich on the De La Soul is Dead album which uh, the 30th anniversary of De La Soul is Dead album which is tremendous but yeah, that was kind of it happened or at least got released right before the Super Bowl, so it kind of drifted into obscurity. So I imagine there will be a bunch of tributes that are being done and and Damon from Gorillas did a really beautiful uh tribute to him. That Damon Albarn yeah, the lead from Blur. From Blur. Yeah, yeah. Like he he did a really cuz he's the, you know, the voice behind Gorillas as well. So it was really nice, but it's just so weird because it it felt like now, like finally, there were there was going to be a mass appeal thing with De La Soul because their music was going to be more readily available. And then, of course, Dave passes away. He was fifty four, and he he had like some heart stuff. But um, shout out to De La Soul and and True Goy himself because they they still continue to entertain me, and I'm I'm still. As a someone that was a fan when they started with Three Feet High and Rising, like I'm still discovering the depths and layers of everything that they did in music. So it's a little bit sad. So I thought I would make mention of that before we got out of here. We did promise you some Jalen Hurts stuff, and I think that it's it's I think this kid's his metal is is really something to aspire to, and it's one of the things we found out. Over the week was that Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts are are good friends, and they even do a little bit of working out together. I think Justin Fields has got all of the 
the stuff too. Like he's got the leadership stuff. I am amazed at Jalen Hurts' ability to keep calm. You even saw it on the sideline yesterday where Sirianni's acting an ass and Jalen Hurts is like, you can stop now. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, chill hey, out. We're good. We're fine. And he's the 24-year-old. Here's what he said about losing the Super Bowl yesterday. You want to cherish, you want to cherish these moments. You want to cherish these moments with the people that you've come so far with, you know, um, your family, uh, your loved ones, your teammates, your peers, everyone that you, you do it with and do it for. You know, and uh, I'm so proud of this team. You know, I will say I'm so proud of this team for everything that we've been able to overcome. Um, obviously, we had a, a big-time goal in the end that we wanted to accomplish, and we came up short. You know, and I think the beautiful part about it is everyone experiences different pains. Everyone di- experiences different um, agonies of life. But you decide if you want to learn from it. You decide if you want to use that to be a teachable moment. And I I know what I'll do. He's 24. That is incredible perspective. You have the choice of what you learn and how you learn from this. And that's not just regurgitating coach speak. Right. Right. Like, that's what I think is so amazing about it is the level of introspection that nothing stops this kid. Like, nothing. You would have thought, oh, well, you got benched in the national championship game. Nope. I'll just go over to Oklahoma. I'll I'll do my job as the backup quarterback of this team. I'm not going to be a problem. I'm going to hang out here and get the respect of everyone in Tuscaloosa. Then I'm going to go to Oklahoma, finish second for the Heisman. I didn't get drafted in the first round. Okay, I'm going to go and win this job anyway because I'm really good and I'm just kind of a winner. Well, I don't know if he's any good at this and maybe the, the Eagles wasted a pick. I'll just get better. And look at him now. He finishes second for MVP. There's an argument to be made that you could have thrown an MVP vote his way last night with the way that he played and coming back and tying that game up in the last few minutes of it. I'm, I'm just struck by his maturity. And his parents did a wonderful job. I hope his performance him. is remembered as being as great as it was. I hope so, too, because he was outstanding yesterday. So much so, that's why I was sitting there, and I threw it up on Twitter, and I texted you guys. When, when, the, when the Chiefs scored a touchdown, I was sitting there going, you're supposed to go for two here, right? Up seven, make it a two-point possession. And I guess the numbers say it's 50-50 and maybe it's 51-49 in favor of kicking the extra point to make it eight. But the whole time that that I was I was thinking, Jalen's getting ready to go down here. Like he's getting ready to go down and score a touchdown and score the, 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 the two-point conversion, and we're going to have a problem here, which is why I wanted Andy Reid to go for two and make it a two-possession game. But there's a lot to be learned by both of these quarterbacks, and I'm glad that they they represented in a wonderful way in this game. Like they really like the moment because you're thinking if the moment's going to be too big, it's going to be too big for Jalen, right? Because Patrick's already been here and all this stuff. 
And that didn't seem to be the case. He made a huge mistake that turned into a touchdown. But he also didn't let it define he the rest. He drove him right of, back down and exa- scored. Exactly. Immediately. He didn't crumble. And a lot of quarterbacks, after that happens, that would have been the end. That that guy would have been in the tank, and you wouldn't have been able to salvage anything. They were this close to winning it all. That dude had four touchdowns in the game. Really, really incredible stuff, man. I I root for that dude, and I'm I'm glad that he's getting the amount of love that that it's he seemingly deserves. I also think there's a story in his support team. There's, there's 100%. A, and, and he is open and talking about why he's he has in the most important aspects of his lawyers, agents, marketing people, and advisors. He they're almost all women. He's done something very different than most athletes do. Uh, and it's in Nicole Lynn, right? Is his, I believe Nicole Lynn is his agent. Um, and seeing that, like also really thinking through who do I want around me? What type of energy do I want around me? Who are the people that I can trust? Who are the people that are going to see things differently than I see them and put me in some better spots? And he's been in charge of all of it. And he has put together a a support system, a, a team, a, a, a company that has, is really benefiting him. Yeah. And he knows it's it. top notch. And you love you love to see that. I, I think that it's hard for most of, especially at the quarterback spot, I think it's really difficult to assume a leadership posture outside of being the guy that leads the the team like you're supposed to be that when you're that age it's rough like cuz you're still kind of trying to find who you are and it seems like he has figured it out and and I applaud him for that cuz it's not easy and he's done it and he's done it in front of everybody with a rabbit fan base that didn't necessarily love him at the beginning of it. And the way that he's been able to, to maturely walk through all this is admirable and something that, that anyone in any walk of life should look at and say, that's how you do it. In just a moment, the latest on the Bulls' pursuit of Russell Westbrook on the buyout market and just who may be involved. We've got some new insight next on The Score. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. So I thought it was Dell the Funky Homo Sapien. I guess I was wrong. No, Dell does stuff with him too. And okay. I, it's, it's, it's a collective. That's what's so beautiful about gorillas. Okay, because I thought, I thought the rapper this was Dell. I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. It's all good, man. Okay. No, well, it's not because 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 plug two is no yeah. longer with us. That kind of sucks. It's really sad. Really, really sad. All right. So this is what we're about to listen to is the Mark Stein podcast, and this is Chris. Yes, we have Chris Haynes with Chris Mark Haynes. Stein on okay. the This League Uncut podcast, and here's a little something they talked about regarding Russell Westbrook. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook real quick. I was told Billy Donovan with the Bulls, his message has been relayed to Russ that Chicago should be the place for him. So I don't know. I don't know if they've talked extensively. I don't know if it was a text, but I was told his message has been relayed to Russ that Chicago should be the place. That's interesting so, because, you know, they didn't, you know, at least 
from what I remember, I mean, did they have a great, I, you know, I, I seem to remember there was some tensions there when, when uh, Russ was at the end of his thunder time, or at least that was the, that was the whisper. Yeah, that, that, that I'm not too sure about. That's just, you know, what I was told. Um, and then you have obviously the LA Clippers who we heard Paul George openly campaigning for Russ to pick the Clippers and stay home. All right. Okay. Fine. Here's like, Blanco. Yeah, right. You want you want to bring you want to bring Russell Westbrook to this team? Well, what is he? Well, he's a he's a ball dominant player who can't shoot. Perfect. Is it possible that Billy needs an enforcer? Is 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 it to possi- tell Demar what to do and what not to do? I mean, is it possible? Not Demar. The other one. I, well, I the other one. That that. I, I don't think you have to worry about the other one at all. That relationships. I think toast. if Russell Westbrook here, that guy just melts homer simpson into the bushes the melting face emoji mm-hmm. let's do this i'm just gonna move back yeah i'm not here. i don't think that relationship between zach and billy is is all that healthy at the moment nope at least at least demar is professional about it and even if billy says hey demar you know we could really use you not shooting long twos or you got it coach it, it happened in the cleveland game too they doubled demar again Please don't throw me in the briar patch. Keep doing that. Well, keep doing that. Keep, you want double? It, it, it makes and by, uh, those reference. You can't make that reference anymore, can you? The, the briar know. patch reference. Why? Why can't Song you? of the South? Right. Oh yeah. Isn't that initially Song of the South? There's so much that you can't. Yeah, no, that's. I, I just realized that. that, that even that, even something like out. you know, like Sunday's best. Like yeah, I see that, and I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I that. think they finally got rid of the ride at Disney, right? Yeah. Finally. They didn't finally. Want, they didn't want to, though. I know, but they finally, finally, finally got rid of it. <laughs> they did not want to. Fine. Okay. Maybe it's a little racist. I guess. So you want to, hey, whatever, whatever. You want Russell Westbrook here? Well, we'll see. Well, maybe we'll hear something tonight because the Bulls have a game tonight. You can hear pregame on the score starting at 645. We are going to talk with Parkinson Spiegel next on the score.